is like the unexpected gift that we never knew we needed. And coming from a space where I needed community so bad, like losing a job, having an infant, being like a hormonal cyclone. um, It was a lot. And I just was like, I don't even know who my people are. Hello, my name is Dr. Jessica Emery, and this is the Happy CEO Podcast. For me, being a happy CEO means finding alignment in all of the areas of your life that matter most, like love, health, career, finances, personal development, and of course, self-care. In 2020, I made a huge pivot in my career as a cosmetic dentist. I decided to hang up my white coat and go all in on my dream of helping others discover their own success path through inspiring conversations, tools, resources, and community. Are you ready to take control of your life and go all in on your dreams? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Happy CEO. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Happy CEO. I am so excited today to have Haley Westfield fall with me today. Um, she is somebody that I met virtually through just another online acquaintance. And I'm so, so excited to just dive in. Um, she is a former 20 year corporate leader turned two times founder, business strategist and community building mentor. Uh, we're going to dive into all of the other awesome background things, but she now coaches founders to design, grow and build magnetic AF communities as an extension of their business or brand. She's also the co-founder of an Arizona-based membership community for female entrepreneurs and professionals called Collab Culture. You are a wild woman. I'm so excited (laughs) that you're here with me today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Because So you're a mom of three daughters, as you like to refer them as your little girl gang, I think. Yes. Queen of the tiny girl gang here. They are crazy. My husband and I say emotions and volume run high in this home. We're <laughs> <laughs> nuts. So fun. I grew up with, I have two younger sisters, so I grew up in that environment. So I feel like I don't know anything different. My husband has four older sisters and he's the only boy. So I'm like, this is just what we were destined for. It's totally fine. I love it. I grew up with two sister, younger sisters as well. They're twins though, but I was always the older queen bee. Um, so in a household, same of girls. And when I had my first two girls, when I was pregnant with the third, I was hopeful for another girl because that's what I knew. And like I said, it, it worked out perfectly. I ended up having a boy, but um, so I completely get it. Yeah. So much fun. So tell me about your, oh my goodness, you were a corporate leader for ever, right? A lot of years. Yes. Almost 20 years, which I feel like when I say that out loud, it like dates me real quick. Um, but yeah, I worked in actually corporate healthcare for about 19 and a half years in the leadership space. So I got my master's in leadership and led small teams to big teams, five to 500 massive operational and strategic initiatives, new market integration. Um, so many things, um, until I didn't I actually stumbled into entrepreneurship in a less than glamorous fashion. I was laid off from my job, um, through a kind of company wide layoff, basically a bunch of people who made a lot of money. <laughs> they were like, we need to cut. And this is just 
the reality. And that was really hard um, because I went from making a lot of money to making no money real quick. And like, oh, what do I do? Like I had never even been written up at a job and let alone like let go. So that was really strange. So I got back on the horse a couple of weeks later, got a new job. And again, it was like, we don't have funding. You're a highest paid employee. We need to cut the cord. Um, And that was super hard. So I kind of landed here out of happenstance and necessity. But now I look back and I'm like, what a gift, because I could have never made that decision, especially when we're in a place where we're like, we're cozy and like we make good money. We're really freaking good at our job. You're just, I could just do this. And it was really a moment of reflection where I'm like, do I even like this or am I good at it? Because those are not necessarily the same. No, not at all. Like reflection to redirection. I love this so much. So this was a layoff, like pre-quarantine then? Yeah. Like, was this all, was this before you had the kiddos too? No, I had my kids. Um, It was, I had my kids. My youngest was an infant. Um, okay. So it was just a couple of years ago. And yeah, again, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, blessing in disguise. I can see the silver lining now, but at the time, sure. it was truly rock. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a lifestyle that you had created, right? <laughs> a mortgage and all the things. You no, know, all the things where I'm like, oh, cool, bills, sweet. Yes, 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 yes. I always say, well, like money with energy, and um, because with our household too, when I made the move to move out of a very like comfy, cozy place too, my husband's like, I'll step in with the kids and you do your thing. Like, and I was like, I will figure it out. But yeah, I get that um completely. Uh, so you were, but you trusted in yourself mm-hmm. and you just got quiet and did all of this like come to you and through you or. It's just so interesting. So this is like, again, just goes back to one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about relationships, because I truly believe that it is the differentiator that will make or break you personally or professionally. So when I was laid off, I was, you know, in a bit of a dark spot. It was very sad. Uh, felt very defeated. I'm a high performing individual, a high achiever. And so we just don't know what to do with ourselves in those circumstances sometimes. And so, you know, out of resiliency, I was like, okay, let's figure out what we're going to do. And I had a lot of friends in the entrepreneurial space and they're like, Hey, you're creative. You know, you're good at this stuff. I could use some help. And it was more with kind of like backend systems and then social media strategy. So doing some stuff in the social media space and then helping optimize some of their backend systems. And I literally built my business by word of mouth. I had no website. I had not literally nothing. And I started with a couple of clients and built my business by word of mouth and just built it, built it, built it. And was doing that for several years, strictly based on word of mouth referrals. Um, I just about a year ago had started pivoting my business out of focusing solely in the social media space, because I really had found, this is actually like a new revelation for me in the last couple of months that I had associated almost like a level of trauma with my separation from corporate, where I had like a level of shame with that season of my life, right? Because I didn't leave on my own terms. So I was kind of functioning in this lower capacity energy Mm -hmm. where I'm like talking to girlfriends and they're like, wait, you have a master's degree? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you worked in corporate for 20 years and you leading teams of 500 people. And I'm like, also, yes. And they're like, (laughs) 
what the hell are you doing? So it really took a lot of like discovery and unpacking some stuff over this past year to really find out like, you know what? I'm really capable of helping people in a much bigger capacity in a much bigger way. And I'm just going to step into that unapologetically. So I truly believe that community is what sustained me in that time that was very hazy, a lot of unknown, because Mm -hmm. otherwise, if I didn't have that, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, I guess I would have just got another corporate job because that's all I would have known otherwise. Right. Can I ask the the haziness and like kind of just tapping into your inner wisdom, like how did you kind of do that work to discover what this next thing was or that you were playing small? Because I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was um, really earlier this year. I kind of felt myself feeling bored where I was like, this is fine, but I know I'm capable of much more impact And I also run the community right on the other side of my business. So I have my coaching business, the West Collective, which is my solo coaching business. And then Collab Culture is actually a partnership with one of my best friends. We've been friends for like 28 years. uh, And we founded that back in January of 2022. So earlier this year, we launched a program through Collab Culture called CEO Blueprint. And it was this eight-week incubator that was really for people looking to scale their business. So people who already had a profitable business, almost kind of like a mini mastermind of sorts. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because we needed to write an email sequence when we were selling that offer. And one of the, we were in a mastermind at the time. And one of the pieces of feedback we got was, you know, you guys really should send an email to your community community because they already know you on a personal level, but they don't know a ton about your background prior Mm -hmm. to where you are now. So you need to share that information with them, all the things I was saying, um, because that's super important. And so I cringed because it felt so uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't want to do that. They're like, no, it's really important because you're selling to people in a different capacity than what they're used to. It's a higher level, et cetera. So we wrote these emails and I remember hitting like (laughs) send and being like, like, I don't know, brace for impact. I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. And I remember getting feedback from people that was like, even email replies that were like, holy crap. Like I had no idea. Like, how did I not know this? Why do we not know this? Like, this is so cool. Like you've done some amazing things. Mm -hmm. And so I think that shift for me was huge because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, people aren't put off. They're not asking questions that are, you know, well, why aren't you there anymore? What happened? Like we want the tea. Um, It was was just more so like, dang, like you're freaking amazing. And like, why don't you talk about this more? So I think that was like, you know, the key opening the door, if you will. Mm -hmm. And just kind of like that compiled, no comprised, no combined, like why are words hard today? Uh, (laughs) Combined with me just kind of feeling sedentary. I think that was like the perfect storm for me to be like, okay, what does this look like? And how do I combine my, you know, I'm going to call it my 1.0 life, like my corporate life with my like 2.0 new entrepreneurial self. How do I create the perfect marriage of the two to just serve people at a higher capacity? Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. So you went corporate and then the social media and all that, you said coaching kind Mm -hmm. of that one one container, which was with four female entrepreneurs. Uh, Would that be your 1.0? 
So no, so the coach, so the coaching program that we launched was actually through our community. So yeah, so through, through my social media business, I basically offered through that initially full scale social media management, one-on-one strategy coaching and group coaching programs. So that was like the stuff that I ran on my own. Collab Culture is a month-to-month membership, like a monthly subscription-based membership. And he got feedback for people that they were looking for something higher level. So Mm -hmm. we had launched within Collab Culture, the membership, this coaching container. And it kind of gave me a taste of like what that felt like, working with higher level entrepreneurs, having higher level conversations, super strategic. And it kind of gave me like, you know, ooh, this is like- Excitement. (laughs) Like this, right? And so, um, ironically enough with our community, we decided to stay with the membership because that like, just keep that because it's just less confusing for people. And that's what we do super freaking well. And it just allows us to serve in a very intentional space. And so that offered me the opportunity to really start to unpack what does the redefined 2.0 version of my coaching program in the West collective look like. So yeah, basically stripping down all the offers and rebuilding completely new offers from scratch. That makes total sense because collab culture is in Arizona, correct? Which is where you're from. So it's kind of an in-person, which I am absolutely obsessed with. I touched on this with you for a second before I hit record um, because I think this is wild and amazing. Although I suppose you're from there, like you said, you're, your bestie and, all yeah. of the years you've been there. So you probably had a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, do people in Arizona where you are, I would think of it as being kind of transient just because uh, people visiting or wanting to go live mm-hmm. there. Is it, or did you, did you just start this with relationships that you had from all yeah. of the years, pretty much business owners and such? So Nate, in my opinion, natives in Arizona are like unicorns. Like I'm a native, my okay. husband, is, so we're like double <laughs> unicorns. But it doesn't Uh happen that often. A lot of people who were born here don't necessarily stay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not that it never happens, but it's just not as common. And so I have been born and raised in Peoria, which is a city that I still live in now. And so, yeah, I would say like roots run deep for sure. Like already know a lot of people, but it's really interesting because I didn't really know a ton of people in the entrepreneurial space because it just wasn't really relevant for me. Like I had friends that were entrepreneurs, but it wasn't who I surrounded myself with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so very short version, kind of how we launched collab was over the course of about nine or 10 months, uh, we had been talking about really craving something that was closer to home. And that was the best parts of all the other places that we had gone for community but also foregoing the things that we didn't really feel aligned with. So we're like, we're going to find something. We're going to find something. We had searched for it. And then literally about two years, it was around Thanksgiving in 2021. I called her, my business partner, Stephanie, and I was like, we just need to do it. Like, I don't don't know what it is. Like, I'm just feeling very called to do it. Like, I just say we do it and like, we'll just see what happens and see if other people want it. So for the next like two months, we kind of envisioned like, what would the logistics look like? What would be included, et cetera. And we planned this really intimate, adorable, like boho picnic vibes, launch party dinner. We paid for it out of pocket. 
And we're like, we just may light all this money on fire and nobody wants it, but like, we feel passionate about it. So we did this and we invited, I think there was like 12 or 14 of our like entrepreneurial female friends. We invited them over to Stephanie's house. We had this beautiful dinner and we essentially pitched them and we were like, this is our vision. This is craving. Is it terrible? Do you want it? Yes or no? I love this. Love and it. And they were all like immediately, yes. Like we absolutely want this. We love this. This is amazing. Blah, blah, blah. So we're like, cool. The 12 of us are going to meet at this coffee shop down the street from Stephanie's house or in Stephanie's living room. It's going to be. <laughs> and yeah. that was kind of our plan. And we're like, well, maybe more people want it too. If they were so eager, we'll just put it out and see what happens. So we launched it the next day formally on Instagram and in the first 72 hours, we had like 45 people sign up. Oh my gosh, that's and crazy. we were like, oh, there. wow. Okay. Well, we're not meeting at the coffee shop. Okay. Wow. So since then, so that was in end of January, 2022. And since then, our community has strictly grown by word of mouth. So we're about 20 months, 22 months in now. Word of mouth and Instagram. We don't do ads. We don't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we track all of our referrals. And it's, I would say, 95% of the time, a current member or Instagram that they find us through. And we wow. currently have about 140 um, oh my active, yeah, active That's members. Amazing. And it's amazing. It's like, it's the greatest gift. It's a lot of work. I'm not going to yes. lie, but yes. it is like the unexpected gift that we never knew we needed. And coming from a space where I needed community so bad, like losing a job, having an infant, being like a yeah. hormonal cyclone. Um, yeah. It was a lot. And I just was like, I don't even know who my people are. Like, I don't have all my work besties who like I would hang out with and like see every day to yeah. be even as a raging extrovert with like a strong sense of community. I even felt isolated. And yes. so I yeah. needed it totally. at the very least for me. And yes. we're like, oh, other people need it too. Cool. Okay. Oh. Everybody, I feel like everybody, right, needs that. I, too, leading teams, multiple teams and being in person and having brick and mortar, coming into the online space, I had no idea how lonely, as a rage extrovert as well, how lonely it would become in needing human contact or craving that, right? I mean, so much so I got a space downtown for myself just to see humans like in the building, like on the elevator to say good morning. Like (laughs) that would feed my soul, which ultimately, you know, after a couple of years, I was like, this really isn't cutting it. And so hosting events, which I do, but there is that, um, I feel like the entrepreneurial woman that's doing it on her own is working by herself. And yes, we can do the virtual online you know, the the meetups and the masterminds and things, but there is nothing like being in person. And, and, and like last night in one of my boxers too, someone's going through a really difficult time and we had each other. It's just like, I just want to like squeeze you. Like, I wish I was close and I could just like come pick you up or we could like the human element is so, so important. And I do think it's something that everybody craves. I think it's so brilliant that you, that you brought this together. So all of these women, 140, uh, all of these women are there in Arizona. They're all here. Yeah. So we live like, if you're not familiar with Arizona, we live in what we would call the West Valley. So West of Phoenix, um, that's kind of like downtown is kind of the middle ground. So you're either like East Valley or West Valley. So Uh we're in West Valley. So we're East of Phoenix, probably about 30 minutes from Scottsdale or so. 
And there really wasn't anything over here. So we have members from kind of all the West Valley neighboring cities. We're based in a city called Peoria, which is like Northwest. Um, But yeah, everybody is local. We do have a handful of people that actually drive from the East Valley. Uh, They found us, they popped into an event, they found really aligned with our culture and our value system and everything that we stand for. So they drive for that one big meeting at the end of the month because we do do a hybrid format. So we do two online meetups and then we do two in-persons. Um, and on the one coffee and connections day, we do locations like locally owned coffee spots all over. So we have locations closer to them so they don't have to drive quite far. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's here. Everyone's local. It is everything from your brick and mortar to your online, your service versus your product, your early stage conceptionary dreamers. We literally have people who don't even have a business. They have, I love that. And they're just like, want to be in the room, in the energy and gathering the resources and having the support system and the education all the way to your multi seven figure, 150 employees, multiple location and like everything in between. And it's so cool to see these people who on paper could not be more different than one another in their professional journey, but be able to coexist in the same space and still find value from the and from each other. It's just like, it's so wild, honestly. I love it. It's like a tribe. Like I, I think it's so incredible, but I was, when you were saying the numbers in my head, I'm like, my gosh, thinking of retreats, like I've hosted too. I mean, you would need a full, I mean, uh, just thinking of the um, investment it takes to get together. Well, one to find almost like an event space, right? It's, it's renting an event space and then food and, you know, just all of it um, to pull together is work so well. We rent a space that is actually at the sports complex where they do spring training for major league baseball. And so this space is really cool. It overlooks the MLB field, um, lots of natural light. It's really pretty. And then we actually don't subsidize food and Bev, but instead we bring in members of our community who have food and Bev businesses and oh. offer them to sell on site. So we have a gal who does um, cold brew. She has a, like a traveling cold brew trailer. So she brings stuff in and sells cold brew. We have another gal who has an allergen friendly bakery. So she does like gluten-free dairy free options for like baked goods. And so we try to just help support them and bring them in. But yeah, the space, I mean, it's a lot. We actually do do a mastermind retreat once a year. We're in the midst of planning ours for 2024 right now, but it's very small. Like I would say 15 people or so. Um, and it is a separate ticketed item from our membership. And, you know, it really has to be an alignment for you at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. to feel like that is a value, but that has been a really, really cool way for us to provide support for people in a different capacity. And the, like the feedback we've gotten on the retreat, the past, this will be our third year doing it has just been absolutely amazing, like far beyond what we would have ever expected. Sure. Well, smaller groups. I love that too. The retreats with the smaller groups are so powerful because you go so deep, you know, you're able to be with the, the one-on-one is just so different, which is why. For sure. Do you, where, where do you travel for those? Do you go? Yeah. Somewhere? So we've moved it around. So we try, a lot of our members have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we try to keep it accessible so that you can feel like it's an escape, but still be close in proximity. So you're not giving up so much time. 
So this past, our first year, we did it in Scottsdale in Old Town, which is like, again, 45 minutes or so from where we are. Um, Last year, or I'm sorry, this year, the one we just had in August was in Flagstaff. So just for context, that's like up north, north of Sedona, Mm -hmm. um, about two hours or so from here. And we rented a like retreat center up there, which was really cool. We were able to do some different outdoorsy stuff. They have like a Flagstaff extreme adventure course. It's like suspended from the pine trees and the forest and just some different, you know, different experiences and things like that. So we're in the midst now of kind of trying to weigh out options on what we want to do, but, uh, we will keep that for our community just because we all are in Arizona. I think we'll continue to keep that in state just because it keeps it accessible for people um, to be able to attend where they're not having to give up like big travel days on either side. Sure. I love that. So you are um, obviously this company, like I said, I just you are. It's brilliant. I love it so much. And all of the things, like I said, I was looking at all the events and the the value that you add for them. I mean, the community itself is is so much value, but you do like, I saw, you know, CEO blueprint day or, you know, something just like all of this fun, which I'm sure the community members are able to probably step up and speak about, teach something, yeah. add value. And then their, you know, their, their business as a coach or what have you, if someone's interested in them, I mean, it's just such a great model yeah. Um, so now in the online space, though, you as well. So your um, coaching mm-hmm. is you helping. So you've got Arizona and you've got your thing there and all of your women, which is amazing. And you're a mama and a wife. <laughs> and then you have a unicorn, <laughs> right? I, I love it. And then you have your coaching business, which you help any woman anywhere, basically kind of do what you have done, right? Which mm-hmm. is helping them um, go beyond to build communities, right? Which communities are, are, are everything now. I just actually read a book when I was in, um, Fort Lauderdale recently, because I have two, actually three mighty networks. (laughs) Uh, I moved into off of Facebook and into mighty networks, which I thought would be, I love, I love the networks. Like, I think they're so fun and they're aesthetic and just in the, like the lounge space. Like I love the way they work. And I thought taking people, of social media and bringing them into another uh, space would be perfect. And I know it will be, I think people are still struggling with like one more place to go and trying to figure that out. And it's just making it a habit, <laughs> like just make it a habit every day. To, Bro, to you're pop- speaking to my soul. We did this. We tried moving into a third party platform. I was so excited. It was great. It was, they had an app. It was yes. amazing. And our engagement tanked. We went out of Facebook into another platform and we tried it and we tried remedying things and, you know, cultivating it. And at the end of the day, we actually moved back to Facebook. <laughs> I didn't want to because I was like, oh, I don't want to be in a Facebook group. But no. we moved back because our engagement in our private community is uh-huh. insane. I mean, it's like popping yeah. up all day. And I was just like, I'm not willing to sacrifice it at this point. Right. So maybe down the road, we may revisit it, but our community just, they wanted to be in Facebook. It's and so I hard. I've asked and I asked as well. Like I, and I did, I asked because I was like, listen, I want that engagement and I want them to be where they're comfortable, even though like, like you just said too, it is perfect. It's like between gifts and you can go live and like everything's organized, which yeah. I love. It's like, you can pop into where under topics, I just feel like Facebook is just a cluster F of 
everything to me, but it is what people are are used to. So they all said to me, there was only one person that said Facebook and then the rest said, no, we just have to get used to being here. But then still like today I'm, I'm in there every day. I feel like I'm talking to myself. I'm like, hello, like maybe a couple, you know, that pop in and I'm like, this isn't working and it's an investment, right? And, you know, totally. spending per month, um, you know, per app. So I'm trying to figure that out right now too. It's so hard. Yeah. It's really fascinating. So so yes, in my coaching business, I teach people how to cultivate community, but I'm really trying to get people over the hump of thinking that community has to look one certain type of way, right? It's not, there's not this pretty little gift box with a pretty little bow and it has to look this way. And these are the rules and this is where you host it. Right. Like it's so little about whether it's in Facebook or Mighty Networks, the yeah. cadence in which you meet, it is so much more like emotion driven and mm-hmm. like the connection that you're creating for people and creating that space and understanding that it's not about us. We are simply stewards of the mission of whatever this community is for. Right. At the end yeah. of the day, I like to use the analogy of like a movie theater, right? Like if we're in a movie theater and we're all sitting in rows, we're sitting in rows and we're facing a screen, like we're focused on one thing. So sometimes people can get in the habit of being like, I'm the screen everyone's looking at me. There's all this expectation on me to facilitate change and to facilitate entertaining these people and all of the things. When the fact of the matter is community isn't a movie theater, right? It's like banquet rounds at a wedding where we're all facing in towards one another. It's not up to the bride and groom to entertain you. It's up to the people at your table Ah, to make it a good time. And so, yeah, so that's what I do now is really teaching founders, um, men and women, I think women are naturally more drawn to the concept because it is more emotion driven. And so for us, that's just more organic and natural. But I also think there's a big gap for men where there's not a lot of resources for things like this. And so creating opportunity and space to teach them how, what is this, like, what could it look like for your business? How do you execute it? How do you create this culture? What makes the most sense? And creating a space to have really collaborative conversations around that topic. So I actually do it in like a couple of different ways. So I do a series of free networking calls every month where people can come together. We have your aspiring, more early stagers in one call, and then your more established, more seasoned community builders in one call. So, you know, whether you're, I'm not really sure what this might look like for me, or I launched something and it failed, or I'm not getting the traction that I want, right? That's one kind of conversation versus your more seasoned people is a different combo. So I started hosting those and the conversations have just been like so eye-opening that yes, the early stage people, the people that are aspiring obviously need guidance, but there's actually a lot of people that have community that need Mm -hmm. help because it's not going well. It's not, they've created an audience, not a community. Mm -hmm. And so they need help fixing it and creating better engagement, deepening the connections. And so it really is both. So I do that. I also do a dinner series here in Arizona. I actually have one tonight, which I am super excited for. Um, And that's called the table. Um, I don't know. There's like a lot of psychology around like the history of the table, right? Like Mm -hmm. we look at it as a piece of furniture, but really when you dive into it, like it is such a place connection and meeting and, you know, coming together to not only create um, connection, but also resolve conflict and be able to put things on out in the open for discussion um, and really in that kind of cohesive environment. So we have that as an in-person dinner series. 
and we do dinner networking. Um, I partnered with a friend of mine to do headshots, who's a brand photographer in our collab culture community. And then we have conversations about community and what that looks like and offer hot seat opportunities for you to bring something to the group for discussion. So that's an in-person event. And then I have a small group coaching program called People to Profit. And that is a three-month container where we dive through all of these same things, all of the places people are consuming your messaging, where they're interacting with you. How are you cultivating those relationships online and in person? And then I also have a um, high-level one-on-one container as well. That is insane. I so much goodness. The table, when I saw that, that evoked emotion immediately for me. Like, I think it's the name is perfect. How do you, when you're doing dinner and all of that break out for brand shoots, just because I do brand shoots all the time too, you know, like how, how do you find the time where if they're masterminding or having conversations like that, you take one person out at a time from the dinner to do just a quick brand shoot? We actually do it when they arrive. So oh, okay. when they come in, in we kind of have it. a networking block at the beginning. Nice. And so you come in, um, depending on the venue, like our one last week was the November one was at a restaurant, the one, so they had to like order food versus the one tonight is at a like uh, event venue. And so we're catering. So they're not necessarily ordering food. It's like more buffet style, if you will. So uh-huh. that that changes the timeline a little bit, but either way they kind of come in, I welcome them. And then we cue them straight to headshots when they come in. And so we try to funnel them through there. Um, the one last week was 20 people. Well, 22 people, including me and the photographer, and we funneled everybody through in about 35 minutes. Wow. That's amazing. So do that. And then we like, they're able to network while they're waiting um, and then we go into like the rest of the evening and we have to account for time for them to eat and time us to have conversations. So I was really intentional with the programming about making sure everybody gets the opportunity to introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. I give them kind of a thought provoking question to share that offers an opportunity for a little bit of vulnerability in whatever capacity they're fam- or, uh, comfortable with, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, but about themselves, their business, like why they were drawn to this event. And then, you know, a conversation starter question. So everybody gets that visibility and also then offer the opportunity for them to kind of bring stuff to the group for brainstorming. So this was something I kind of sat on for about six months. Cause I was like, I don't know if people want it. I'm not really sure. And then <laughs> I went on a trip, um, with actually three friends I met on Instagram. Um, I love that. The The ones you were in the brand shoot with, with your fun pants and your shirt. Love it. So we all run local communities. We all live in different cities. We all run communities for female founders. And then we all have coaching or consulting businesses. So we found that common thread through Instagram. Wow. Team internet besties zoomed once a month just to like riff with each other. And then decided one day we should meet in person, booked an Airbnb. And you would have thought we'd been best friends since we were kids. We were like running through the airport to each other and we had never met in person. I love that. I so this love is why I tell people like community is not a one size fits all like that. This year has been my community outside of collab is this like tiny self, you know, created mastermind of three other people and me. And mm-hmm. that has created so much impact for me. Um, and so I think it's just been really eye-opening and interesting to figure out like, what does that look like? And they were like, you just need to do it. 
like just yeah. do it and see what happens. And of I was course. like, okay. And the first yeah. one sold out in like two days. So I was like, oh, well, is anyone like still wanting to come? I'll do a second date. I did a wait list or was like 10 to 15 people on the wait list. So I was like, okay, did a second day that sold out within like 24 hours. So it's a monthly thing now that we're keeping because people like it. And I've had people that came last week that have already bought tickets for future dates. So So you do it one at a time, like one at a time ticket. Yeah. For, yeah. That's so great. Yeah. yeah Cause I want to offer opportunity for anybody who wants a seat at it, um, to be able to come so they can go wait list if they haven't attended before and they get first dibs for 24 hours. And then after that, it goes to the rest of my email list for 24 hours. And then it goes to the gram after that, if there's anything left. That is amazing. So you never feel, I mean, it's all in the same realm, but you never feel split like energy wise mm-hmm. between, cause like you have so many different things going on. Yeah, it's it's good. So I run collab with a partner and right. our skill sets are like so complementary. So we mm. have very clear lanes that are like her zone of genius, my zone of genius. And then we have like a thin margin in the middle of gray that we kind of tag team. We also have a VA that does work for us. Um, so we're really clear and we really try to protect our energy there. We also meet during the day. Uh, we have five girls between the two of us. I have three daughters. She has two. And so we want to make sure like we're making that accessible while our kids are at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think we do a good job of balancing it. Mm-hmm. I have found like full transparency. I have to do a better job of articulating the difference between what is West Collective, what is my coaching business and what is collab Mm -hmm. because it can get easily hazy because the topic kind of overlaps a little bit. So I have found even in the last couple of weeks, like, dang, I need to do a much better job of clearly articulating when things are a collab thing or a West Collective thing, because on my Mm -hmm. Instagram, I talk about both. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, it's just like awareness. So I don't necessarily feel like energy drawn. I just think it provides an opportunity for awareness of like, okay, this is creating confusion for people. How do we position the messaging in a different way? And just allowing yourself that grace to kind of figure it out as you go. And then community, because I, you had touched on having paid versus free because this mm-hmm. is something that's big and hard where the lines cross over when you've built a community and you have your people of like how much or when the container comes to close, but you have this beautiful community and then you've become friends. And it's like, but there's so much time, energy, effort that goes into building it and the things that you're providing. It's like you have, right? You charge according to time and energy and all of that. Um, have you ever found there to be a stickiness or are you really clear? So on the collab that? side, we've all, it's always been paid from the get-go. It's been paid. Um, and we wanted, because we both have other businesses outside of it, we wanted to make sure that we were showing up in a way that was in alignment and we mm-hmm. knew there needed to be some sort of monetary value associated with it, even if it was nominal, 
Yeah. Um, and so our membership is a monthly subscription. It's always been that way. We provide a crap load of value for yes, a very <laughs> price point. Yes. Um, opportunities to meet every week. We have a thriving online community. You get a listing in our website directory, which is forward facing and, you know, discounts to other events and things that we run. I think what we had to do is figure out, like, does it make sense for us to have a model that offers both options um, where you can kind of like get a, a taste, if you will, for free before you have to opt in, opt in. So we actually did implement a different meeting structure in 2022. We had workshops every week, every, every week, week. Oh literally God. workshops every week, three virtuals and one in person. And the feedback we got feedback is so huge. You guys, like if you're not asking for feedback, yes. you're doing yourself such a service, but mm-hmm. they were like, we're actually not implementing anything because you're teaching us too much. Like there's so much education where they were just like, honestly, like not decision, information fatigued, where they were Mm -hmm. just so overwhelmed and they were like, we just want to like network more. We're like, well, you could do that for free on your own, but Uh some, they just don't know how, or they want to lead them. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So we split up um, our format. So now we do a virtual networking. We do an in-person coffee and connections. So that's networking. And Mm -hmm. then we do a virtual workshop and then our big in-person meeting at the sports complex, which is kind of a hybrid with like a one hour workshop speaker and then some networking as well. But the other thing that was really interesting was um, we didn't do drop-ins in 2022. We offered it one time in October and, but it it wasn't normally an option to do a free drop-in. You could do a paid drop-in, but we didn't do a free drop-in. And so we decided based on some other feedback to implement that this year where you can try your first meeting for free. It's always the meeting of the sports complex because it's the best opportunity to experience education and networking in one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we implemented that this year. And that has been an absolute game changer because we have probably converted, God, we've had over a hundred at least drop-ins this year. Um, and we've converted a pretty high percentage, usually that same day or the following day. And it gives people the opportunity to check it out and like really get a feel for it. However, I personally am a firm believer in that consistency of the membership model. Mm-hmm. I know I have other friends and they really like having an option where like when you're on the membership, you get a discount or you can drop in whenever you want and you just pay more. But we're so relationship focused. Right. That I feel like you really get that when you're bought in to it consistently. Of course, like plug in yeah. and stay plugged in. That's where you calibrate. Like, I just feel like that energy is completely different. Than- totally. so we, we do that. So you can do that for free. We also do a quarterly like happy hour. So that is free um, where you can come and do like we usually partner with a local restaurant and everybody's just on their own tabs. And you can come and check that out for free and network with people. And then we do two capstone events that are paid. So we have upcoming in February is our Galentine's event. So that's ticketed, but it is open to the public and um, our members. It's also our two-year anniversary party. So that's going to be super Oh my gosh. And then we actually did this past October, and we're doing it again in 2024. We did a co-ed small business date night event. 
Um, we did like a casino night. So we had a casino company, a bartender, a food truck. It was dressy. And so it was cool for our members to be able to bring significant others or other male owned businesses in the community to be able to come and check it out. And so we have like an array, if you will, like we have an array of different, um, opportunities for people to connect in paid and in person, or I'm sorry, paid and free. But I also feel like there's something to be said, like you pay to play and people are putting money on the table. You just show up a little different. Yes. A thousand percent. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I want you to want to be here Great. and Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be like so easily dismissed where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I just think energetically, we just show up completely different, even if it's not, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars still yeah. when there's money on the line, you just show up in a different way. Yeah, totally. I love it. And I think, yeah. And entrepreneurs understand that as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's so great. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you like all day, all night. <laughs> I wish we were closer. Best friends. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I love, this is the thing about online. I love, 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 love in this. I'm going to say like in person, I would love to create something like this. I think it's brilliant. Like it's so, so good. Um, but the power of online as well, like so incredibly grateful because we get to meet like yeah. through the relationships and community building online is out of this world as well. So yeah, totally. I had um, someone on my community builders calls in November, uh, from Germany, someone from Canada, like people from all over the place. And I'm like, this is so freaking cool. I'm like, I get to meet with all my local people, but then I also get like all corners of the globe. Wild. I know I have people in my world from Australia. Someone reached out the other day from Serbia. I'm like, this is so crazy. Like it's the coolest thing ever, ever, ever. Um, I mean, that's my, speaking of like community and stuff. I mean, I just have this vision as well for, you know, had we seen the club to meet people like over in Paris, like go over on a trip, but meet people at like a pub in London or, you know, and just have it be all over the world like that. I think it's oh, so, so good. Like, yes, uh, please. When do we go? <laughs> I know. Right. This is, this is definitely the, the bigger picture <laughs> for sure. Vision yeah. wise. Um, so what do you have anything just kind of in in closing, anything you would love to share with the female entrepreneur out there? Um, obviously, we're going to share all of your info in the show notes. But if you want to let people know as well where they can find you. Yeah, can- for sure. I think um, my biggest thing for people, and I know this seems like so basic, but really the power of relationships can be the absolute catalyst for your business. I tell people this time and time again, and I will say it till I'm blue in the face. You are one connection away from the catalyst that could transform your business. So be willing to put yourself out there, whatever capacity that feels accessible to you, whether it's online or in person or cultivating a space. If you can't find one that feels in alignment for you, I strongly, strongly believe and have seen firsthand my business and so many other businesses around me transform from buying into this, where really allowing yourself to, you know, experience the process and put yourself out there because it just takes one time and your business could transform overnight. Um, I hang out mostly over on Instagram. You can find me at the Haley Westfall. 
exactly how it sounds. West like the direction, fall like fall down. Don't try to put a P in it. Don't fancy it up. Um, that's where I hang out mostly. And I'll also include in the show notes, the link for my community building calls. If you guys are interested in checking those out, you're more than welcome to come. Dudes are welcome as well. Like I said before, um, I think there's a huge gap for men creating community. And I just want to offer that opportunity to collect in the, or connect in the online space. So we'll include that. And we'll also include the link to my freebie for three steps to networking with purpose. Even if you're not facilitating community, as you know, the steward, if you will, there are ways and strategies that you could be a much more intentional participant. And that freebie really breaks down some tangible meaty opportunities for you to connect with people on a deeper level and actually make them remember you because that's the goal at the end of the day. You are freaking amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Everyone go over and follow her. Like I said, it's just been so much fun for me. Um, I've just, yeah, to have met you online and just Me following too. along and hopefully I can meet you in person one day when I get out there. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for until, having me. Thank you. Until next time, everybody will see you on the next episode. Want more conversations like this? Join us in the happy CEO club. You will find all the resources you need to be the CEO of your life and find your inner happy. Surround yourself with people who want you to win in your business and in your life. Get more info at thehappyceo.com. It's go time. This is your life and you only get one. It's your time to shine.